need connection, accountability, support as you explore the next level version of you, give yourself a real gift this year, the gift of time. The Warrior Women Mastermind is starting again in January, a curated group of six amazing women in a safe, collaborative setting. Think you don't have enough time? The money? Wrong. Ask yourself if you're worth three hours a month and $25 a day. The biggest discovery some of the women who sign up for my mastermind figure out is they have so much in common with other women and that they have traded their worth for a to-do list. Set up your interview call with me by going to lizswatek.com. That's L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. Space is limited and will sell out fast. Don't miss this opportunity to put yourself first. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. As I continue to come out of my COVID haze, I want to thank you for all the awesome prayers and DMs on our Instagram, Warrior Women Pod. I appreciate it. Even in my haze, great things have been happening, like officially certifying to be a coach. The funny thing is I've been coaching women for years, but I was resistant to being called one. Once I met Tracy Litt and interviewed her on episode 46, I began an amazing journey of stepping into who I was always meant to be. Making an impact in women's lives, helping them connect to themselves and other women is truly what lights me up. My guest today has that same goal. She is helping women across the country get funding for their businesses and nonprofits. Her impact will be felt for generations to come. If you're looking to start a business or nonprofit or looking to have more passion in what you do, this is the podcast for you. Share it with anyone who needs to hear it. And while you're here, leave us a five-star review. This helps us stay at the top of the leaderboard, and you know that's where we want to be. Thank you again, Warrior Women, for tuning in, showing up, and giving back. On to our sponsor. Well, it's that time of year, but you know what? For some people who are going through cancer, it's not the greatest time of year. Cancer is expensive. In honor of my good friend, Lainey, A group of her friends and I have teamed up with the Cancer Cartel to help people with cancer who are struggling to pay their everyday living expenses. This is the time to give. They need your money. They're on the ground now. During this month centered around giving, consider donating to Lainey's Legacy via the Cancer Cartel website at www.cancercartel.com. Make your donation today in honor of this wonderful mother and friend. Today on the show, my new friend, Catherine Gray. Catherine is a producer, author, TEDx speaker, and host of the Invest in Her podcast, where she discusses ways to accelerate the funding of women and provides resources and inspiration and features both female founders and funders. 
Catherine is also the founder of the She Angels Investors, empowering female entrepreneurs by utilizing her multimedia platform to fund women and level the playing field. In addition, as if that's not enough, Catherine, oh my God, Catherine is also the co-founder of the nonprofit, the She Angels Foundation. The She Angels Foundation awards grants to female-founded and operated nonprofit organizations that provide mentorship, funding, training, and advancement resources to girls and women. So much to talk about because you've done so many things, Catherine. I can't believe it. We're together. Yes. Woo. Welcome. Yes. I'm excited to be here, Liz. I am telling you, as I'm coming out of COVID, I'm coming out of my COVID haze. I'm so thrilled to have you on. I didn't want to cancel this because I really wanted to have you on in this season, shall we say, because I feel like maybe after people hear what you're doing, these women are going to understand the importance of funding other women in all capacities and why we need to do it. So, but let's, before we get into that, Catherine, before I met you because you received an award for the She Angels Foundation at the Bront Network's Women on the Rise luncheon, and I was your MC. Yes, I and you, I, you are an amazing MC, let me add. So oh funny, so entertaining, yet so poignant. Just loved you from the minute you opened your mouth. I'm like, oh my God, I have to meet this woman. <laughs> well, I felt the same way about you. I was thrilled to meet you and your wife, who I actually adore. I really love your wife so much. Tell me about you growing up. I'm just curious, as a kid, have you always been this confident and filled with purpose? You know, I always have been pretty passionate about whatever I'm doing. So, you know, maybe in my younger years, it was about sports. You know, I loved, you know, swimming, cheerleading, uh, softball, basketball. So I was always passionate about those types of things. And I did grow up with a mother who always in encourage me to really appreciate things. I think it's one of the greatest gifts she gave me. So I've always been super appreciative every day for all the things that I'm so grateful for in my life. She instilled that in me at a young age. So wonderful gift from my mom. And then in my 20s, as I started to realize that I was gay, I really became very passionate about shedding light on uh gay people and the rights that we didn't have in marriage. And that led me to my first documentary film project, um, which was called I Can't Marry You. Um, But even prior to that, when I was working full time in cable TV advertising, I on the side went and started a show called Way Off Broadway, which was the very first show ever to have a trans person. I had a female impersonator as the host. And so I went and bought the airtime because, of course, nobody was going to air something like that. I bought the airtime locally in Miami and went to all the gay establishments from clubs to insurance companies, asked them if I could make an ad for them. And then I bought the airtime and put this on the air. So it was the first of its kind. Yes. Um, And I was very passionate about the fact that I wasn't seeing gay people on television. I didn't see them represented. I figured people are sitting in their home. They should be able to watch something that's entertaining that was for the gay market and also be able to learn about the gay businesses in their area so that they could support them. And there was no television outlet for that. So being in cable TV advertising, I realized that there was this unserved niche that I wanted to help disrupt and create. Uh, 
A hundred percent. So you did that for 15 years. You start, you were, you, you were the vice president of advertising, the first ever gay cable network. And then after that, you really did decide you kind of made a decision at that point, like you're saying that this was going to be giving back really it's, it, it, you know, yes to the gay community, but giving back in total was going to be your new focus. That's not something a lot of people do. Well, <laughs> it seems. Yeah. So when I uh, had worked about 15 years in cable TV advertising and I was fortunate enough to be like the top account executive in the country. So I had a really great corporate job. You know, like I said, I did my side projects where I would give back, but I had this opportunity to go help start a gay cable network. And I, I just had this epiphany. I just turned 40 and I was like, wow, rather than just be working in corporate America and, and doing really well financially, I want to be doing something that's making an impact in the world. And so when I got asked to help start this gay cable network, I was just over the moon that I would be taking the experiences I had in cable television and taking those successful things I had learned and using them for the greater good to help start this gay cable network. So I accepted a job as the vice president of advertising for that company. And it was the most exciting, thrilling year of my life. And I traveled to LA and Aspen and all kinds of places, meeting the most fascinating people, knowing I was working on something that was so game changing for yeah. my LGBTQ community. And I said, wow, nothing could be more thrilling than actually working on something that's helping make a significant difference in the world. It's and I always, I said to myself, I always want to be doing that now. Yeah. it's You know what's funny is that helping people and making an impact is addictive. Yeah, yes, it is. Once you get that feeling, right? Yes. Like you've helped somebody or you've moved the ball forward in any significant way then you just want to do it again, yes. do it again and again and again. You produced several award-winning films, including the very first documentary you mentioned it about gay marriage called I Can't Marry You, which is narrated by Ellen DeGeneres' mom, Betty, who is the cutest person, which aired on PBS in more than 60 cities nationwide. That led you to start your own production company before launching Chi Angels Investors. So tell me about the documentary and then let's get into what you know, she angels investors is. Sure. So the documentary, I can't marry you was before we had the same sex marriage capabilities that we have today. And I do believe it's film and television that helps change culture. So my film, along with other movies and TV shows that address this issue of our not being able to get married is what changed the public's mind, their opinion, and then the law. And so, you know, I'm thrilled that that's part of my legacy is that I was able to create a documentary. And by the way, that was my very first documentary. And I later read that getting it on the air was like winning the lottery. It was definitely like one in a million. So when I made it in my, in my download, you know, we all get these downloads. Hey, you need to make this film about... 1,000 benefits and rights and protections that come with marriage that gay people don't have. It's it's about the legal part of it. It's not even anything to do with religion. And so having that opportunity was an amazing thing. And then I, I called on all the PBS companies and they were like, no, no, no. And I'm like, wow, I really felt like this was meant to be. I felt the download was so strong that I, and I had envisioned it from day one on PBS because I thought it was very mainstream and it was the perfect platform for it. 
And then one day when I finally let go of it, and this is, you know, we both know how this is how the universe works. Then I got the call and they said, you know what? Now you're able to get married in San Francisco and Massachusetts. We have gay pride coming up. We don't have any content and we would like your documentary. And that's how it happened. And so just right, you know, it's like most things, right, Liz? Right place, right time. I love it. I love it. It's life-changing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So t- let's talk about she angel investors. I mean, sure. you know, I this is a f- amazing concept to me because, and I want you to talk to this the statistics of this because when I was doing my deep dive research, as I, you know, I was doing in my COVID haze, I did notice some pretty startling statistics about how little funding women receive. So let's talk about why you started she angel investors and what the issue really is. Sure. So when I just mentioned that download, I feel like, and 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 I think most people feel this way, you get this like idea, download it, whether you're a songwriter or a script writer, or, you know, you just get a download to be a doctor or whatever. I got this download that said, you know, you need to start uh, focusing on uh, empowering women. So it was kind of like that chapter was closed. I'd done a lot for the gay community but I wanted to do something for all women. And so I started putting on a conference called Live, Love, Thrive Conference. But the main thing I wanted to do is make sure that gay women felt included. A lot of times they don't feel included at the conferences. And so the fact that I was putting it on, they felt a safe space to come into that conference area. So I was kind of meshing the two is my point of taking my LGBTQ background uh, as a, you know, activist in that arena, and then feeling that I was supposed to now be shifting toward helping all women get empowered. And what that meant was, I found out as I was creating this conference, it came to my attention that women got less than 2% of venture capital funding. So I decided to add a day to my conference called she Angels Pitch Fest. And so I found uh, I had to go out and seek women that were willing to invest in some female entrepreneurs, found some female entrepreneurs that had innovative, groundbreaking ideas that needed funding and put together the pitch fest. And then being a filmmaker, I decided to film it and film their journeys. How were they impacted by getting the funding and the mentorship of these very successful women and how important it was for women to get behind other women in order for them to succeed. You know, and these women that got the funding would tell me things like, you know what? I don't know that I ever would have launched the business if those smart, accomplished women hadn't said they believed in me and they believed in my idea. It gave them the confidence. And then, of course, the mentorship, as you know, from what you do, the mentorship is invaluable. It's invaluable. Um, and I think, and that's, that really, I don't want I want you to keep going, but I, I want to say that that is something I've really come to realize that you can, I mean, of course, yes, we need money. I mean, women need money to, to do all the amazing things that we do. And men, it's like an old boys club. They just like get in a room. Oh, I'll write you a check, Bob. Here, here you go. You yeah. know, like it's nothing. Same with politics. Exactly. Irritates the shit out of me. I've talked about it a million times. Open the checkbook, write the check women for other women. You got to write it for the for in politics, in business. If you want to see more female brands, you want to see a female nonprofit, open your checkbook. They don't even care if they, you give them $5. They'll be thrilled. Anything you can do. But, but you make a great point. It's not just about the money. It's about telling another woman, I believe in you. I see what you're doing. 
I think this matters. This is huge, what you're doing. Many, many times I've gone to lunch, I've coached, I've had women in my mastermind and I've said, no, that's a brilliant idea. Let me witness you right now and let you know that the fear you're feeling is not even real. It's not even real. You're not going to get eaten by a tiger because you're having this idea. Right. You're just feeling the fear of, can I do this? And let me tell you, you can't. Yes. And just me saying that makes them go forward. Yes. I mean, yeah, just, that alone, just another woman saying, I see you. I believe in your idea. I think this is valid. And I think you can do it. Yeah. Having that permission, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, so in the both in the for-profit and the nonprofit world, women are severely underfunded. So it is why we started She Angels Foundation last year, because women and girls initiatives get less than 2% of uh, all charitable funding. So She Angels Foundation helps female-founded nonprofits that are helping women to thrive. Uh, some examples of that would be like global Wings Quest that you just witnessed at our last salon. We gave a, a grant to them. They're helping uh, women in science, women and girls in science, because they're so underfunded and underserved with mentorship. So getting more women in science is really important. Uh, otherwise, we are losing out on all their ideas and their brain power. 100%. Um, then... Another one we've done is uh, Hope Gardens that helps women of domestic violence have a place to live and get educated and get back in the game as well. And then also uh, one other one I'd mentioned, because we've gave, given about 15 grants this past year, is People's Pottery Project. Uh, artist Molly Larkey started this to help formerly incarcerated women get back on their feet by learning the craft of pottery making, which they sell on the site. Amazing. And, yeah, it's really hard for formerly incarcerated women to get, um, you know, back on their feet and back in the workforce. So all great organizations. And that's just some of them. So when people become a member of She Angels Foundation, as you know, as a member, it's tax deductible donation. It helps us give the grants. And then the other big plus that I don't think any other foundations are doing is once you're a member, you get to come to all our salons for free where there's food and drinks and entertainment. Oh, they're amazing. And oh the most amazing women that you're going to meet. So oh my God, I went to my first one. So you invited me to join, which by the way, anyone can join. You just were nice enough to invite me, but I joined, I paid my little money and then here comes this event. And I was so excited, first of all, for an in-person event, because there's just so few of them now and again. So I was like, yay, it's an in-person event, but it was so beautifully done. I mean, from the food to the speaker to the, the giving, you know, meaning the, the woman that you did give the check to that did actually get the grant. It was so heartfelt. I met amazing women. It was incredible. So it's really, it's, and it's really nice to know that I'm a, that I was a part of that. Like that when she got her grant, like that was partially because of me. Yes, yes, exactly. So yes. that's the nonprofit focus. And then when you asked me about She Angel Investors, you know, I, I do a TED talk called Fund Women Save the World. And it's about how underfunded we are in the for-profit world, you know, getting less than 2% of venture capital, as we mentioned. Well, we don't get much more in the angel investing or you know, the equity crowdfunding. We get a little bit more than we do in venture capital. And so uh, I just created a course called Six Ways to Fund Your Business because as I'm in this world every day, uh, this financial world that entrepreneurs are looking for funding, I realize that a lot of them don't even know what the options are. So Six Ways to Fund Your Business uh, is on my website, She Angel Investors. 
And it's something we just launched so that women in the coming year can know what their options are and figure out through the program, which is the best option for them to get funding to either launch or grow their idea. Because it does take funding to launch or grow an idea. And we as women have to educate ourselves more on how to do that. So since I've been immersed in that world and have all these connections, I've had these um, experts that speak in the course um, about how and what to do in order to get funding. And I feel like that's something I felt called to do is to create this course so that um, women would have easy access without having to do all the legwork and the brain damage to figure it out themselves. Because usually they have a great idea, but they don't know how to get the funding. 100%. Well, we made a lot of progress as women, but I want to just remind everyone that you couldn't get your own damn credit card. You couldn't get a credit card you right. had to have a man co-sign with you. And that was not that long ago. Not that long that was ago. Like, what? When in the 60s or 70s? I, I mean, I don't even know, but that it was right. not. That and long then you ago. couldn't get a mortgage. Uh, a mortgage. Unless, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So women were recent, definitely... This is recent, ladies. So just so you know, this is not in the 1920s and 40s. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. recently that we that it required a man. So we are still kind of coming out of this you know, not funding women, not thinking women can have their own money, their own business. We're still coming out of that. I know it seems like we've made a lot of progress and we have, we have, but like, there's still a long way to go. So I want to know two things. Well, first let's talk about the first thing. Why is it that women have such a hard time? Like what, what do you think the actual problem is? So I do talk about that in my TED talk, the fun women save the world TED talk. And that is the reason that women are so underfunded is because the majority of decision makers are white men. And so people tend to invest in people they identify with, which is why white men are the major recipients of the funding. They get more than 90% of all the funding. Hello. So how are we going to solve that? More women need to become angel investors, more women need to be working at venture capital firms and becoming partners in those firms. Uh, So like a young woman coming out of college with a business degree should go seek out an opportunity to work at a venture capital firm and start from the ground up so that one day she's a decision maker there. We have to get more women and girls focused on being in the investment world. And we have to get more successful women thinking outside the box of not just investing in you know, stocks and bonds and real estate, but to being an angel investor and investing in other women, which by the way, the secret is that can be super lucrative, way more than the bonds that they're in or the stocks that they're in. And so there's angel groups popping up all over, especially focused on women that they can go enjoy and learn how to become an angel investor and benefit from all the advice and experience that the women running these uh, angel groups have. So many venture capital funds are popping up uh, that are fun, uh, that are being created by women. How exciting is this? That's amazing. And so that's what'll start to move the needle. Okay. Every so woman to get in those positions. We need to get yes. into decision-making positions because white males are giving to white males. We need women in the decision-making seat. 
Yes. And when it's a venture capital fund funded by women that are focused on giving money to women and people of color and LGBTQ, then that's what happens. That money goes to those. That's who they're focused on. You have to look for the new funds that are focused on that. If you are a woman, a person of color or LGBTQ, you have to look for funds and angel groups that are looking to uh, fund you know, people that fall into that category. And so they're starting to pop up. It's slow, but it's happening. And that's the good news. That is the good news. What is your best advice for women who are starting or they have a business, they can't get funding yet, or they're thinking of starting a business? Like, give me some like little nuggets that they can take away. They're going to have to go and get your free, your free thing that you were talking about. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. So, you know, everybody, I'm going to show, put her TED Talk, the She Angels Investors, the uh, She Angels Foundation. But give me some nuggets, some good advice for women who are starting a business and looking for funding. Like you said, they can go to sheangelinvestors.com and get a, a free download that will give an idea of where they should start. And then the, the paid course is called it's very affordable. It's because we wanted it to be affordable to everyone who's starting out. Uh, it's called Six Ways to Fund Your Business. And the reason I created it is I think the first thing you should do is educate yourself on what are the various ways to get funding and then through the course, learn what is the best for your particular situation, whether you're a new business starting out or if you're a business that wants to grow and expand and scale. And so there are things outside of angel uh, groups and venture capital. One of the newest ones that we talk about is equity crowdfunding. What is that? Why is it new? Why is it a popular way for women to get investing? You know, so I would educate myself on what are the various types of funding you can get and and then figure out which one is the best for what you're doing. But there is access to capital out there for women and it's growing and you're not limited to one or two ways to do that. Well, I'm so happy you came on today because this is like gold. You're giving gold, gold everywhere. This is like a gold podcast. I'm going to put it in gold when it, when it, when it goes up. Um, but we've reached the fun part now. Now it's party time, Catherine. Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. I'm ready to party, Liz. Let's do it. I mean, you're a fun time, so let's do this. (laughs) What is your theme song if you were going to have one? My theme song is uh, Thank You for Being a Friend uh, because my wife and I love the Golden Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm admitting that on tape. Um, And I think it's a feel good song. And, uh, you know, we love our friends. So that's the one that pops in my mind. And you've been married how long? We've been married for three and a half years. You know, you could only get married uh, as the same sex couple only since, um, you know, about six years ago. Yeah. Uh, which the day I heard that we could get ma- that people could get married uh, because uh, the Supreme Court had overturned DOMA. I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, I'd done that film about same-sex marriage. I never, I didn't know if it would happen in my lifetime, honestly. And if it was today, I don't even think it would happen uh, based on the Supreme Court we have today. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. Brought tears to my eyes. I love it. I'm so happy now I'm a recipient of that law. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, What is a mantra? What's that? My wife, Deborah. She's amazing. She is amazing. And should we plug her book really quick? 
Oh, sure. She's a children's book writer. Uh, she just launched uh, a book called Izzy's Trash Mountain Mystery, uh, and it teaches kids from three to seven how to recycle. And it has superheroes, and it's super fun, and you can get it on Amazon. It's called Izzy's Trash Mountain Mystery. I'm going to put that link in the show notes, but you should get it. It's a really cute book. Of course, I got it already. Okay, what is a mantra or quote you live by? A mantra quote? Uh, I have one sitting on my desk. It's Mahat Grant, uh, Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. And it's happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. And I think that that's so important that we say and think and do what it is we honestly believe. You know, I think that's what bring, brings you happiness. Be that walk the walk and talk the talk person. It's so funny because this word harmony keeps coming up. So it was a woman in my mastermind was bringing it up that, that, that she wanted harmony. That was like part of her vision. And I was saying, oh, maybe that's your word for, you know, 2022 harmony. Because if you think about harmony, it's not everything being equal. It's different things to make a harmony. Some things are a little louder and some things are a little quieter and you have to kind of adjust it all the time, Right. So sometimes your attention and focus is on your kids or your business or your wife or whatever it is on. And then sometimes you you can pull it down a little bit because that's going well. And now you're going to go more into the business side and not because nothing is, there's no balance is bullshit. We all know that. So harmony is a better goal, right? Because you're just saying, I just want harmony. I want it all just kind of be percolating and working. Right. And I just like that quote because it is like, what are you thinking? Are you thinking something that would be in harmony with your soul? Yes. What are you doing? Is it in harmony with your soul? What are you saying? Is it in harmony with your soul? If you're saying and thinking and doing what you believe and what you love and what you're passionate about, I think you're going to feel happy. A hundred percent. I think that's about all that in alignment is happiness. What makes you feel unstoppable? What makes me feel unstoppable? I think just knowing that anything is possible and that uh, there's a no holds bar, like you can do anything you want. You want to start a podcast, you can do it. You want to write a book, you can do it. I think that's what makes me feel unstoppable is knowing there's something greater than myself that I'm living on this planet with purpose, looking for that download of what's the next step and then hitting it with the vengeance and joy. Yes. I like that. You have to be available for the downloads, by the way. You have to listen to the downloads. You can't just yes, ignore that yes. stuff. I think that's why meditating is so important. It stops the chatter and lets you hear the download. I mean, the wisdom that you have, I mean, hello. What are you <laughs> most proud of? What am I most proud of? Hmm. I think uh, most proud of uh, doing things that I feel like make a difference So that when I leave the planet, you know, that's my legacy, like making the film about same sex marriage and having it make a difference and the laws changing. I feel like that's what I'm most proud of. And then with the new work of helping women to connect to funding, I think would be another legacy I'd feel really proud of if I could see that needle move and know that I had played some small part in that. Yeah, well, it is moving. So you are doing that. Um, What is exciting you the most? right now. Exciting me the most at this moment is at this that moment. My, wife, 
that my wife and I are getting on a plane to go to the East Coast and see my family that I haven't seen in a couple years. Uh, my niece and my nephews, who I love dearly, I am super excited to see them and to see my dear friends of uh, you know that I've known for thirty years or so. So nothing can make me more excited than that right now. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. You are doing incredible, insane work. We should all aspire to a tenth of the giving back and the and the just the the trailblazing, frankly, that you're doing in life. And I really, I'm so grateful that you came on today. You're really inspiring me and making me know kind of I have to kind of push further and do more. And I'm really excited to be a she angel girl with you with that foundation because it's fabulous and everybody needs to join. I'm just telling you it's the best. So thank, thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much. And you inspired me the day I heard you speak. I loved what you talked about. I love the way you talked about it. And I love that you ingest humor and, you know, interject humor into whatever you're doing because I think it, then people really get the message when you have that humor. You let people put down their guards a little bit and let it in. So I can't wait to hear you speak again. Uh, I appreciate you so much. I, I always say levity for the win. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think without humor, we're all dead in the water. So we need it. That's we need it. that humor. That's it. That's all right. It. Thank you everyone for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye now.